Welcome to The Loaded Goat. I'm Aaron. I'm Chris. And today, crime is so slow in Mayberry that Andy and Barney decide their f- to fill their time by terrorizing local businessman, Ben Weaver. Yeah, but also, Ben's the worst, so I'm here for it. I thought this was funny and lighthearted. Oh, totally funny and lighthearted. Good stuff. Um, it's a... You know, I'll, we'll get to it in the end. This is our this is our last uh, appearance by Will Wright as Ben Weaver. So uh, it was, but I felt like this he finally ran him out of town. Oh no, Ben Weaver's still around. Will Wright just is not. So Will, but I thought Bill Wright. I thought Will Wright was um, thought he was great in this episode. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, no complaints. Really consistent character from last time too. They did yeah. a good job with it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's typical. His mo is. He gets mean and mean and mean, and then he re- and then he gets and then he gets hoodwinked, and all of a sudden he um, or he gets hoodwinked into being a nice person, and then all of a sudden he has a heart. It's I think he also he is clearly he's clearly read how to win friends and influence people. It's yeah, the exact that's, same playbook. Yeah, I I mean you know I bet I've you know Dale Carnegie I'll bet when um, when he when he <laughs> saw um, you know when he saw Ben Weaver on on Andy on the Andy Griffith show. If he was still alive at that point he probably was like this is the embodiment of what i've been what i've been teaching people <laughs> uh, so this episode first aired on march 5th 1962 it's called the merchant of mayberry the name is a obviously a play on the william shakespeare play the merchant of venice oh good tidbit you really had to dig deep for that one didn't you yeah, I just happened to take some um, college English co- college literature <laughs> courses. <laughs> so we open with Barney napping on a bench outside the grocery store as Andy and Aunt B approach. Um, he's just, I mean, he is zonked out for the middle of the day. I'm amazed that he can sleep this this deep. Ooh, I mean, you're getting sunshine. I can feel it. That's true. All bets are all bets are off. Um, so Andy asks for some lipstick from Aunt B. I completely would have said no to. He ruined the lipstick. I mean, he was he was gentle and, and cutting off a piece of it. But I would have to say, I feel like asking for somebody to borrow their to you to, to for them to hand you a thing of lipstick. I feel like that's almost like saying, "Can I borrow your chapstick?" Yeah, totally. So Andy I was likes like, to kiss Aunt B. <laughs> so I was a little worried. Is he going to? <laughs> going is he going to put the lipstick on i was like that would just be gross so but i mean so he does he cuts the piece off and then tickles then tickles him with a branch to get barney to smear his face with lipstick classic maneuver classic maneuver with a branch a piece of grass a piece a a piece of straw or something like that (laughs) i like the idea of using a branch like some big old piece i I didn't mean he got him in the face with it Okay, a twig. How about that? Is a twig better? Is that better? We all celebrate a twig. All right. Andy then tells Barney to get Joe to move his truck away from the fire hydrant. And so Joe sees Barney as as Barney does it. Barney's got lipstick all over his face. And then Joe leaves and blows Barney a kiss. And that's pretty funny. Well, it looks like Barney just had a really epic makeout session with Juanita or Thelma Lou. It does. It does. I mean, it looks like all of a sudden he just shows up, you know. He's just, they were just making out, and all of a sudden he's back to work and not really realizing what's taking place. Too hot to handle. Too hot to handle that Barney Fife. So Andy then points out the lipstick on Barney on Barney's face, and so he storms off to clean his face. 
I think this took about two minutes. I timed it out just looking at the, you know, I hit pause after, after it completed. I think Andy and Don were just told they needed to fill two minutes and this was just no, another improv, improv, improvisation <laughs> session. What do you think? Yeah, I think you could. It's kind of fun to think about, like, there's this whole library that they just have on cash where they'd fill one of these per episode that whenever it went through the cutting room, if they had to cut it out and the episodes were too, were too short, then they'd just put in some weird scene just for no apparent reason. Yeah, and you wonder if they came up with it. I, I know they had to come up with certain things in the writer's room because it was timed out, but they're like, all right, we'll just open the show this way. And because the funny thing is, 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 you know, that scene ends and then the plot of the show really begins. Bert comes walking up the street carrying a suitcase and it's clear that he's a tra- he's a traveling salesman, but not one with a lot of get up and go. Well, I would I would say just to the non sequiturs of it, like it does set that there's not a lot of urgency in Mayberry that day. It sets the scene for that. That is a very good point. Because thank if you. There's, if there's oh my gosh. Any, I'm going to blush. If there's anything about this show, about this episode, there is no sense of urgency at all throughout the episode. <laughs> and and so Bert is played by Sterling Holloway. Christopher, if you don't recognize his face, I'm pretty sure you recognize his voice. He was the voice of Winnie the Pooh in the animated and the animated oh. movies from the 70s. And of course, he was the Cheshire Cat in Alice in Wonderland. That does make sense. I thought the demeanor, I can put this all back together in my head now. And I remember you saying that before, so I should have remembered that. But the demeanor of it felt a lot like Floyd. So I decided this person was Floyd's brother. <laughs> he could have. He could very well be Floyd's brother. Although we don't ever see Floyd, but it would really be funny if it turned out, you know, that would be a great long lost episode where Bert and, um, Bert and Floyd get together and, you know, Floyd just can't stand Bert because he's too meandering. Yeah. And Floyd's kind of meandering himself. He doesn't want to be pushy. Doesn't want to be pushy. So they ask Bert what's in the suitcase, but he's hesitant to show them. Finally, he does, and he's got a ton of stuff in it. I mean, this is just like the never-ending trope. The never-ending traveling salesman suit. Talk about children's movies and cartoons. That's a lot like Mary Poppins' bag. That is a lot like Mary Poppins's bag, although Julie Andrews carried it with so much more grace than. Well, um, she didn't have the bursitis. She didn't have the bursitis. That's true. That's true. So he's got a ton of stuff in it. Andy and Barney just almost have to force him to sell something. And then Aunt V comes out and buys an apron. And Andy gives her some socks for her extra long garters. This all There's feels an like some cat and mouse game stemming from the lipstick. I know. I mean, he's borrowed her lipstick. He's talking about her garters. I mean, I'm just a little bit like this is this is you know this just kind of. I'm not saying I'm cringing, but I'm just like, huh, that's a little that's a little yeah. out there. Well, maybe that's some new writers, and and then they finished and they produce it, and someone's like, you know, that they're related, right? And they're like, no kidding, I didn't know that. Or they, they they sit down and they say, you know, we're going to have to let you go. Your last script had too much, too many off off references between Aunt B and, and Andy. Yeah, for sure. So, so he go he up comes Ben Weaver. This is the first time we've seen him all season. The last time we saw Ben, he was wanting to kick a family out of a home that and, and foreclose on their mortgage. Um, the time before that. He basically wanted to get a guy jailed um, during during Christmas. So Bert, Ben's got a heck of a track record at this point. 
at least this is the least mean thing he's done. He's going through the channels, the appropriate channels. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this so, is very similar to the to the argument we see play out in municipalities around the country against food trucks versus brick and mortars. You're right. You're right. But let's not let's not go there because we try to keep this in the in the land of make believe. But yes, you were right. Uh, and I would I would just say before we go there that I'm on whatever side is going to deliver the best fried chicken sandwich. I you know I mean I think there should be a a, a wonderful. Um, holistic ecosystem where food trucks and brick and mortar restaurants coexist. someone can do the bun someone can do the pickles someone can I mean, do the breading but it's just beautiful when they're all able to work and, and sink in <laughs> and, real and, community. And, and, and it's a real community when they're able to operate together <laughs> so Ben, of course, wants Bird off the street because it's illegal to sell on the street. I mean, he's probably the richest man in Mayberry, but he's always always maximizing his profits or always trying to make sure he's eliminating the competition. Ruthless. Yeah. So Angie. Angie Ruth. Ruth, Ruth Weaver, Ruthless Weaver. <laughs> so Andy, who's kind of bored, comes up with the idea of moving Bert to a bench in a vacant lot just to mess with Ben. Which, Later, which yeah. I do appreciate. I mean, it, it's the, you know he's beginning to overcome the structural hurdles put against the vagrancy laws. He is, and you know, I think he's doing it in part because he just kind of wants to get. He kind of wants to mess with Ben. He kind of likes the idea of Bert just kind of being able to rest a little while. And but I think really at the end of the day, he's wanting to mess with Ben more so than anything else. We all do. I mean, who doesn't like to get Ben riled up? Yeah. Except when he evicts, except when his response is to evict you. And then you're like, I was only kidding. Please don't kick me out of, uh, out of my house. Later at the jail, Andy's playing the crawdad song. Marty comes he plays in. plays this song way too much. Let's get, that, mean, let's get that guy a music book. I mean, it's. Go back to old track 14 or whatever it's, it's called. It's 14A. It's, it's a, it's a, it's, but it's a catchy song. And, you know, he's one of he's probably just strumming and he's plays this song. I don't know if he plays it. This is, I don't remember him playing it much more throughout the series, but he plays it here. It's like Barney an earlier Co- version of Photograph by Nickelback. <laughs> I don't think it's, I'll tell you what, no, I'll tell you what it is. It's Drops of <laughs> Jupiter by Train. The song, that, that song got played every, over and over everywhere. At first, you're like, I like it. I like this song. It's catchy. It's, um, and then by the end, you're like, okay, enough already. I can't hear Drops of Jupiter again. Mm-hmm. I might need to listen to that. We'll play that on the outro. Okay, there you go. Then, so they start, when they learn Ben's coming, they start singing Spread a Little Sunshine. And Ben comes in and he's mad and says, Bert can't sell if he doesn't have a roof over his business. Their response is to play, sing more. And Bert storms off. And Andy and Barney then say they're going to go put a roof over his business. Outside the jail, Ben is, is mad because he's still there. Andy says he's got a roof, which is an umbrella. Yeah, which, I mean, this is pushing it. This is really pushing it. I get, you would be hard-pressed, I think, to convince somebody that it, it that is, a, that's a, that's shade. That, he might as well have stood underneath a tree to have the same type of roof over his head. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, this is just basic. I mean, this kind of could, you could almost argue, Ben, who doesn't have a lot of friends. We don't know that. Uh, we know that. 
Um, <laughs> we, we were, it's pretty clear. Ben was sitting, what, last time at, at Christmas, Ben was watching, um, was sitting through, singing away in a manger through jail bar. <laughs> watching, that's looking true. into a jail, yeah, singing away true. in a manger. He, he does not have a lot, um, a lot, go, a lot going for him. He doesn't have any friends. He's old, older. He's got to be, you know, his whole life is his business and he's paranoid. Do you think at a certain point, Ben really thinks Andy is trying to muscle him out of town? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, and Andy kind of is. Maybe it would be a better place without Ben. It would be a better place without Ben. But Ben follows them into the jail and says, Andy better run off, run bird off or things will get nasty. He storms off. This is just kind of one where I'm just kind of like, you would think at this point, Andy's like, I've had my fun. We'll, 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 we'll move on or we'll, we'll come up with something better for Bert. But he doubles down and he's like, we're going to build him a shed and we're going to get some merchandise from Raleigh. Well, he's also got him this rolled up before like 11 a.m., right? Like yeah. he hasn't actually put in that much effort to get there. That's true. It hasn't taken much. So we go to commercial and then after the break, business is, is booming at Bert's, even though he keeps almost trying to talk them out of buying things because he thinks they might not need them. Doesn't want to be pushy. You don't want to be pushy. I think this is such a good re was such a good motif throughout. I think it's charming. Yeah, I agree. One of the people he sells to is Mrs. Mason, and she's played by Mary Lansing. And I she's of note here because she later played Emma Clark's wife on the color episodes of the series. To you, Christopher, that means absolutely nothing. But nothing for fans of the show, bit. nothing one bit. But for fans of the show. That really does um, resonate because Emmett was a major character in the final seasons. He ran a fix-it shot, um, and yeah, he was he was he was one of the major characters later in the show. I would just do one slight amendment. You said the fans of the show. I would say fans who have seen the whole show. I'm right. a fan of the show. Don't cut right. me out. Right. I'm. I'm sorry. Don't I'm margin. Being... Don't send me to the margins. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm being an I'm being ageist um, against against your generation and making assumptions that you know you're not fans Thank of the show just you. because you're getting up to speed and Thank getting you. used to it. I'm here to it speak is ex- for uh, millennials, Gen Zers, the alphas. Yeah, the omegas. Alphas. Alphas I think the omegas. alphas are the latest generation. They're the ones wait, wait, being wait. born as we speak. And then I added omega because it, it sounded like a fraternity. I feel kind of like you can't really name a generation until it does something. You've been born. Yeah. Good no, part. I don't yeah. mean being born. You gotta have you gotta almost have an attitude or a character. Yeah, you gotta you gotta <laughs> screw something up. You gotta make somebody <laughs> mad first. You gotta make somebody mad. You gotta, you know, you gotta have like a trait where it's like this generation doesn't have any work ethic. And then this generation will this. stop crying. Yeah. They're babies. <laughs> the um so so yeah, so anyway, for Long for fans who've watched the entire series, we would know who she is. You will find out who she is at some point. Oh, I can't wait. There you go. Ben comes up and he is piping mad. Um, he says he's tried to be nice and patient. And I, when he says this, I'm kind of like, yeah, you have kind of been, you've, you've been kind of nice and patient. Well, you've been patient. Actually, you haven't been nice or patient, but you've at least followed the chain of, followed the rule of law. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. He's yeah. been difficult for sure. Yeah. Um, Andy and Barney patronize him and Ben storms off saying they'll be sorry. And then of course we finally get some, op- after all this, we finally get some Opie, Opie scenes and um, 
they, oh, they he looks like he's grown a little bit. I think he has grown a little he's bit. Got some I mean, shoulders to him. Well, you got to keep in mind. I mean, this is a full season. I mean, they're shooting thirty episodes, so you got to keep in mind these are formative growing years for Ron, for Ron Howard. They are. Yeah. So oh, at the jail, this is really cute. Opie comes in chewing gum. I mean, his mouth's just full of gum. He can barely even get out a sentence. But Andy learns that Ben gave him the gum gum for free. And Opie says Ben's been selling stuff at a low rate. I mean, this is this is just this is just capitalism 101. I mean, he's kind of like, all right, I'll get my customers back. This will be easy. I've got I've got the bandwidth to do this. For sure. And he knew who the biggest blabbermouth in town would be. Opie finger on the pulse, Opadias <laughs> Taylor. I mean, Opie, Opie is the, if you need, if you need somebody to change their mind about something, if you need to somebody to see the error of their ways, if you just need somebody, if you just need news to get spread, put Opie, Opie in there. I think he's the first influencer. He might be the first. I think there were other influencers before Opie. I mean, we did get to the, we did get to the point where we at least had television. Yeah, so somebody true. influenced. We had people butt. before. We had like Marie Antoinette. We had Jesus. Yeah. There were some other people that were influential in society. Very, very influential. Yeah, we had some influencers. How, you, but, how yeah. do you feel about my two examples? I think you got some. <laughs> I mean, I was like, so I, I feel like those were two, two very different examples, Christopher, but you made a very good point. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So Andy walks up to Bert's stand and obviously he sees that business is slow. I mean, a combination of you basically convincing every customer they don't need what you're selling and your, your uh, competition lowering, lowering the prices. Andy tells him he's being squeezed out by Ben. Burton is sad. And Andy then finally realizes he caused all of this. I mean, you play a fire, you're going to get burned. That's all I got to say for Andy Taylor. I mean, at least he was, at least it was, this was just with a merchant. I mean, when Barney Fife plays with fire, usually a prisoner escapes. So it's usually, so it's, uh, at least it's, at least this is a little yeah, it's less. it's just someone's major. livelihood. Well, the funny thing is, is he could go back, Bert could go back to what he was doing. This, the whole thing was, is like, it was just almost like, like, I mean, he almost turned Bert into a successful businessman overnight and then just didn't really have much of a plan for him. Yeah, I would agree. Oh, the one thing I was going to say, though, so, you know, Bert's ongoing shit because he doesn't want to be pushy. He's got the bursitis. His feet hurt. He hates the sound of doorbells. So I knocked doors for a long time right out of college. And I could barely like knocking a door right now is one of the few things I can't do it. Like, I still feel like a bruise on my knuckle. I can't do it. I'm very nervous and shaky going up to anybody's house, even if I know them. There's some real trauma that comes along with with that type of repeated activity. So were you doing political door knocking? I was. I was. Yeah, I've done that, too. And I have just found that people love it when you stop by. And on so friendly. They really dogs. Are. No, no guns, all good stuff. No, it's even better when you do it during primary season. So everybody's got a real, a real opinion on who, who should win the nomination. And they're even, they're even, they're even nastier to you then. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So Bert, Bert is understanding and Andy says he'll get a friend, Jim Stevens, who owns a store in Mike Mount Pilot, to take the inventory off his hands. Seems like a reasonable thing. I guess Bert will then go back to just being a traveling salesman with, you know, and not be crazy about it, but he'll still do it. And then we later we see Andy and Barney loading up the last of the goods. Ben walks up, 
this is beautiful thinking Jim Stevens is trying to open a store in Mayberry because he sees Jim Stevens truck. And then Andy realizes he has a chance to change things and they begin unloading the truck and acting like Jim Stevens is moving in. Ben asks Andy to stop that from happening. And Andy asks, well, what are you going to do to what are you going to do with Bert? And Bert Ben just says, well, I'll give him a job. And Andy basically negotiates a great salary and for Ben to buy him out. Yeah, worked out perfectly. Yeah. And then Barney tells Ben he's getting the best salesman in Mayberry. And Ben says, nope, second best. And when Barney asks who the best is, Ben says, you ought to know you're working for him. And we end with Andy grinning. It's good. This is good. It feels very much like a Winnie the Pooh-esque ending for, for the salesman. <laughs> and then you get to end on, on Andy's nice and toothy grin. So I'll tell you, my favorite Winnie the Pooh scene, I mean, if you watched a lot of Winnie, did you watch a lot of Winnie the Pooh when you were a kid? I'm named after Christopher Robin, baby. You are? Yeah. That's kind of, that's pretty awesome. So I guess you are a huge Winnie the Pooh fan. Um, my favorite Winnie the Pooh segment is the one where he goes over to rabbits and he eats all of his honey and he ate and he ate and he goes and then he finishes up he goes well i must be going now (laughs) goodbye rabbit and then he gets stuck in the hole i just think that is the funniest funniest winnie the pooh episode yeah i think it taught me everything i needed to know about excess excess you go (laughs) and going over to a friend's house and just eating all their stuff exactly yeah so in the epilogue, Andy is sweeping the jail and Ben comes in and says, Bert is working out okay. He says he's happy that the lot is now open. And Andy says, unfortunately, another business has just moved in. I called this. Is, I knew exactly what was going to happen here. You knew exactly what was going to happen. Ben is irate, but Andy just says he needs to talk to this new, speak with this new business owner. And they walk up to, to the lot and Ben is still upset until he sees the new business. It's Opie selling lemonade, which... Oh, that's a beautiful epilogue. Yeah, get that old Ben smile too. Warms your yeah. heart like like it's Christmas. Yeah. Have you ever run a did you ever have a lemonade stand when you were a kid? I did. Yeah. I never. I did. also try to stop at them whenever I see them. I, I always try to stop at them when I see them. I mean, they weren't they weren't really popular in my neighborhood during COVID, but um, I typically typically try to try to stop there. That who knows? Maybe they'll be back at some point. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Did you ever have one? I don't think I ever did. I don't think I don't think so. I mean, I, it, when you did your lemonade stand, was it the uh, powder the powder mix, or did you do the home, homemade lemonade? We did like the Minute Maid frozen concentrate. That's always a good one. That's yeah. better than the powder. I'm thinking about doing it though with fresh squeeze though in front of my house. See how it goes over. How much would you say your lemonade for? Oh, if it's fresh squeezed, fifteen bucks. Yeah. Fifteen bucks. This is like bougie lemonade. That is that's all fifteen dollars for a glass of lemonade. Free range much. lemons, demerara sugar. No lemons were harmed during in the <laughs> making of this lemonade. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, I um, I'm, I I look forward to hearing more about that if you go down that road. Um, this is the last episode, as I mentioned earlier. This is the last episode where Will Wright plays Ben Weaver. Uh, he died of cancer in June of 1962. How old do you think he was when he passed away? 62. 68. Really? Yeah, I thought he was older, actually. Yeah, well, hard living back then. I mean, I think just getting out of bed and um, just doing, just living life was hard living back then in, cer- in certain ways. Yeah, totally. Well, so the character the 18, in the 1800s. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
guess when you don't have running water when you're a little kid, that does that does impact it takes things. Its toll. It does take its toll. So the character of Ben Weaver does live on and is played by two more actors, but I I will say that neither of them were as memorable as Will Wright. I don't remember them. I'd agree with that. Well, they, there you go. You haven't seen them, but yes, so you wouldn't remember them, but I appreciate your appreciate you agreeing with me. So how many whistles would you give this? Seven. Solidly yeah, I'd give it good. Seven. I'd give it seven. Solidly good episode. Excellent. We're in agreement any, again. Good to be home. Any, any final thoughts? No, this is fun and lighthearted. I enjoyed it. Me too. Me too. So follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Loaded Goat Pod. And if you have any questions, please go to loadedgoat.net and submit one. Next week, Randy Turner joins us to discuss his new book, The Mayberry Travel Guide. Till then, stop by and visit Christopher's Lemonade Stand. Yeah, I'll cut you a good deal. $14.